Hello, and welcome to Bookish Meet the Authors, part of the In the Limelight Network. I'm your host, Nisa, and joining me today is best-selling author and mentor, Yvonne Silver, to talk about her book, Words, Women, Wisdom, The Modern Art Confident Conversations. Hi, Yvonne, how are you? I'm doing great. Thank you for the kind invitation to be on your show. Thank you for joining me. I'm really excited to have you on the show. So I, my first question is, why did you write this book, and who did you dedicate it to? Mm. Well, um, I wrote it and dedicated it to my mom. The reason being, I grew up in England, you can tell from my accent. And my mom was a professional woman when she met my dad, which was right after World War II. And he came back from the war. He got a bullet in Dunkirk, came back from the war, and he had PTSD. And he was a very angry, irate, impatient person because of that. And he literally drained the dignity right out of my mom. He took away her power with his belittling and criticisms all the time. And he literally drained her dignity. And he even took the car keys at one point, wouldn't let her drive. So I watched this as a kid growing up. And I thought, you know, I never want to be in that situation. Never. And then he turned on me when I was 11 and had flunked an exam. I was supposed to pass an exam to go into my high school, my grammar school. And I flunked it by two marks and he was absolutely furious. And I remember him standing in the hallway, ripping open the envelope with the results. And his, his eyes went from being alive to black and his face went beet red. And he literally screamed at me, you will never ever be successful in life. You failed. And then he stormed out. Wow. I'm just about to go into high school. That's intense. Um, And so what happened, um, Nisa, is I I actually put up a shield. I put up a shield and I carried that shield for about 45 years, realizing that um, at the time I was carrying it because someone who was supposed to love me was being so rude. Um, I was just like stunned. And it really impacted me through high school. I was very quiet. Um, When I finally realized through doing a lot of personal deep development work as I trained to be an executive coach, it it really showed me that I was actually hiding behind the shield and I was keeping other people out. And it was time to put the shield down. So I thought about, you know, I wanted to write a book and get this out. I thought about what I wanted to write and came back to the questions that my coaching clients come back to me with all the time. How can I have more confidence? And what do I need to do to be more confident? So that was the centerpiece of the book. And then wrapping the language, um, the language, desire to bring forward powerful words that women can shift up so easily to take the power back in in honor of my mom wow that's that's an amazing story yeah and it's um you forget how powerful words can be right words are so powerful they matter they matter they matter one or two words and you can change up um can i give you an example sure please so if you think about the word should you know women right? We criticize ourselves a lot. We should on ourselves all the time. I should have done this. I should have done that second guessing. Um, Or when someone else is saying, you know, you should do this. It comes across with this tone of, of naughtiness and reprimand. And when it's ourselves, it's got this tone of obligation to it. Oh, I really should do X, Y, Z. I don't want to do it, but I should for someone else. Whereas if you change that word up to could, it shifts the energy completely. I'm trained in Reiki, by the way, Reiki level two uh, energy work as well. So it shifts the energy from being one of 
of um, obligation to one of possibility and choice just by shifting one word that sounds so similar should could yeah but it's very very different i could because i want to i'm choosing and that's super yeah. powerful for women that, yeah that is it's very interesting how it how it can change your perspective but there are a lot of like meanings you see of people changing little things of what it is and how it completely changes your meaning and how you how you approach something what are some of the key insights you as the author learned and what, how did that shape the content or format of the book? Mm -hmm. Well, as I mentioned, it was written really for my clients because I was telling them the same techniques over and over and over again, you know, with 30 years of business experience, mm -hmm. working originally in um, a, a retail store when I was 12 and then wow. moving into um, an administration secretarial role and then into sales and then coming over to Canada where I am now, Calgary, Alberta, and um, expanding on that, that um, administration HR sort of component in my first company I was hired at as a tech startup here. Um, and it seems like I've been helping women in particular for years with language, interviewing and hiring at an HR, senior HR roles for a number of years. And so, the executive coach certification I took 10 years ago was an extension of being able to really help people, women in particular, step into their potential. And the language is absolutely key. What I realized writing the book and coming up with those 40 different words and word concepts to help women have more powerful language and elevate their results is that the words are a, a reflection of how we feel about ourselves. They're the external um, communication, but it's our self-regard and how we uh, are self-aware, all of those pieces, which is what I actually get to work on in my coaching, because we go much deeper. Um, but the words are very often the signal to say, hmm, I really need to, to um, explore how I can show up more powerfully in the world, period. That's something women have been struggling with for a very long time, right? It's also kind of a bit of imposter syndrome too, right? Must be mixed Absolutely. Up. Women suffer from imposter syndrome. Um, as I mentioned, you know, we, we criticize ourselves, we dishon ourselves. <laughs> um, I think that's because women overall have a different approach, especially in business, mm -hmm. because we care deeply. We're nurturers by nature. It's part of our DNA. That's why we're moms. Um, we care about the impact of how things land with people. We want to communicate clearly. We yeah. want to show that we care, that we listened. And then we acted on that, um, that information. So we look at things differently and the words part of it is just so powerful. Um, and when you start appreciating how you can use your language more effectively, it's super, super powerful. Wouldn't it also be the same thing of like, women have to be, feel like they have to be more careful about being more assertive and things like that because when a man does it, it's a perceived one way, but if a woman does it, completely different. If a woman it, raises her yeah. voice, it's very different from a man raising her voice. If a woman gets mad, it's very different from a man when he gets annoyed. That's it is. It is. And especially if women end up in tears in a meeting, right? Very often their their audience doesn't know how to handle that. Yeah. So and one of the sign of weakness. And it is considered a sign of weakness, where really it's emotion flowing. That's all it is. And frustration very often. So in the, the book, I've got uh, 175 different references. I interviewed um, 13 
confident and influential women and included their nuggets of information in the book, as well as my own stories and 175 references. One of them is to um, a study that was done when they looked at the importance of your resonance. So as women, very often we get nervous and we get into this high pitched kind of Minnie Mouse voice and we talk fast, which doesn't really uh, show authority and credibility. And in the study I referenced, they actually looked at newscasters and the deep resonant tone um, that was also being used by politicians. And they, they gauged which people found more credible. The deeper the tone, the slower the conversation, the explanation, the more it had resonance, concreteness, and authority. And that's what women need to bring forward very often in business meetings. So one simple thing you can take away from today's, <laughs> today's uh, session is if you're nervous, pay attention to your tone, lower your tone, because that will give you the authority right away. That makes sense. It also makes me think of a really old reference, but um, Kennedy and Reagan, like when they were on the radio, one sounded way more, I think Reagan sounded much more authoritative, but when you saw them visually, it was a whole different aspect, but it was, again, that voice. And if you were yeah. just listening to it, it um, they had a... a again tv happened to change the way the perception but it's like you said it was a voice that gave them a lot more authority yeah and the whole of the whole of the eighth chapter actually in the book is about when no words are even required so it's how do you show up with credibility and authority and strength as a woman in um you know very often in a man's world without even saying anything so some of the things that are in there for example um, are using the power pause and using silence, intentional energy, how to leverage the silence, presence and body language, you know, wardrobe, right? How do you show up with authority as a woman? Well, just, first of all, just put a jacket on, right? That in itself will elevate your presence and make you look like the leader that you are just by having um, a jacket that has a collar. I mean, golf courses have this rule that you have to have a collar. You can't just wear um, a round crew neck t-shirt. You have to have a collar on the shirt. So golf shirts, again, it's raising the bar and looking at how do we still add some uh, credibility to the game of golf? Because you know it's, an, it's a, a game that is very often used for networking, especially with men. And um, it's a higher prestigious game to play. So you don't want to show up in a, you know, a t-shirt with holes, right? It's just not not uh, in sync with the whole game of golf. Yeah, so it's, again, it's how you present yourself is very important. To, yeah. yeah, makes sense. So you mentioned chapter eight. Is that the most important chapter or is there another chapter you think is more important in the book and why? Uh, well, um, chapter one is how to change everyday language that trips women up. So we start in a place of really easily understanding things like the concept of space. Like if you're gonna read this book, you need to allow space for the material to be absorbed. So if you think about you and I, right? We go to our closet in the morning, what are we gonna wear? Um, if it's so jam packed tightly with all of the things, some of which probably don't fit, they're not in trend, they've got a broken zipper, but the, the closet is jam packed. You can't even see what you have to wear. So it's important to take those things out, to pare down, to create space 
And I encourage women to do the same thing, to create a little bit of space to practice what I'm encouraging in the book, because every single word, all of the 40, has an action item section at the end to really try to bring it to life and help them to implement it. And that's the best way, obviously, to learn it. So chapter one is space is the very first word. And then we look at the simple words, no, yes, why, but, and you. So I always encourage people to start there. Um, there is an introduction that talks about, you know, the times that we're in, the Time's Up movement, how women really have come to the forefront. And now is the time to use your voice. Now is the time to step up your language because men are paying attention. And if we can make such a massive difference, that's part of the work that I'm on a mission to do is to help women elevate their language. so They have more powerful conversations. Yeah. They can ask for what they want and receive it, whether that's with their teenager or in business and sales mastery and to have more success. Because when we have more success, we have more balance, more beach and family time. And that's really what women want is more time with their family, knowing that they are being successful in other areas of their life. Yeah, that makes sense. Um, so speaking of language words, uh, what is your, some, what do your clients say are some of their biggest language barriers and, or opportunities and how does your book support them to find those answers? Yeah, a lot of my clients are women entrepreneurs. So the opportunities that they're looking at in particular is about language in business and sales mastery, whether that's selling themselves internally for a promotion and knowing how to do that without it feeling like bragging because very often women again they're like i can't say that that's just bragging well, i always feel like i worry about sounding arrogant i always have that fear i don't want to say i'm good at something that sounds arrogant okay so you don't need to say that you're good at it first of all the powerful way to actually showcase your wisdom is by asking a powerful question that you wouldn't be able to ask if you didn't have the insight on that topic. That will show the person that you know what you're talking about more than actually telling them. The other thing is when we think about um, what is it that women can really leverage, I have a process in the book that's kind of like a what, when, how, who, where, why process to showcase here's what I did here was the situation, here's why it was important, here's the outcome, and here's the impact of it. And all you're doing is talking factually about what you did and the impact. It's not bragging, it's yeah. fact. And when it comes across with the tweaks that I've suggested in the book, it's, it lands differently. And then in sales, it's really about having um, sales velocity, which is a, a phrase used often in the work I've been doing in the last year, which is around um, working with a personality science um, and personality coding through the Codebreaker Technologies Group. And we talk about sales velocity because I'm trained to, to um, teach this course called the Six Intelligences Bank iOS uh, program, and it's for business entrepreneurs. And when we can actually have a conversation which lands and connects more rapidly with our potential client in their preferred personality style and their code we call it of communications it actually makes it easier to connect with people fast because people are smart they can make their own decisions about whether or not what you have to offer is something that they want but if they haven't heard you because your style of communication is very different and your values are very different then they're not going to do anything after the meeting because they haven't even heard you 
it's not connected for them. So sales velocity is a tool which is so powerful for women in business in particular, because it helps to speed up the sales process. Instead of having 10 meetings, you can have three meetings and get to the result quicker because you connect it faster at the beginning of the conversation. Yeah, so connecting with people is very important. Learning how to read those signs and usually- Learning how to read the signs is actually, um, yeah, <laughs> it's actually a whole science, um, the, the bank personality coding science. And that is something that you know I'm happy to talk about or share a link to. It's super powerful easily to understand. It takes 90 seconds to actually do the assessment, like 90 seconds, literally. And it's very powerful in the communications realm, which is why it connects so nicely with the work I do around language and especially supporting women because women need to have um, the opportunity to be heard at the table in so many situations. I mean, we think about how much funding goes to women versus you know venture capital funding that goes to men it's such a small percentage i mean ultimately when women are successful in business and they want to go funding to expand that's where they really need support as well powerful language so there's 40 words and word concepts in the book and then i recorded again uh this book um actually hit bestseller november 1st 2018 i recorded it on audio for the busy women on the go this summer so that's available now as well. So the chapters are about changing up everyday language that trips women up. That's the first one. Asking for what you want and getting it. Elevating positive self-talk and confidence. Awakening keywords to empower your success. Eliminating negative Nelly and low vibration words. So things like should. Um, sharing harmonious words for a happy home, because that's super important. Powerful words at work to make sure you're being heard. And then that last chapter, when no words are required, looking at things like your first impressions and how important they are and how they matter. Making choices and timing. When you delegate using your tone, your, your, your voice, your wardrobe, your body language, your presence, your intentional energy. So lots in the book. A lot. So you mentioned bestseller, congrats. So to further, um, so what's following this bestseller? And to further expand on the powerful body of words uh, to run confident conversation, is that what we were just talking about, the whole? Well, partly. Um, since the book came out, um, I've been invited to do a number of talks on a number of uh, different uh, stages, different women's conferences. I've hosted my own virtual summits. Um, I'm doing work in a number of different realms and areas. I did do the audiobook this summer, so there is going to be um, a launch that's happening for that. Um, I had some hiccups with my with my family's health this summer to um, to work around. So the launch is is coming up, and hopefully this interview will be part of getting the awareness out for the book. Um, I just added um, a quick summary on my website, which is um, yvonsilva.com. So um, on the website, there's actually a. Uh, it's the video, the original launch video, but there's also a couple of bonuses that I'm offering as well for people who want to pick up versions of the audio book. So right. that's available already on the website, yvonsilva.com. <clears throat> Excuse me. And then I'm also doing some work now around conscious, what I'm calling the conscious CEO. So I just had my first session um, earlier on this week 
which is really about helping women to step up into being a CEO and having that mindset, moving from solopreneur to CEO and bringing in some of my past work in senior HR roles where I've interviewed and hired about 6,000 people. Again, back to language, right? Um, To really put the spotlight on how do you, how do you step away from doing everything yourself to start expanding your business, making it scalable, making you available to actually take time off with your family and go to the beach because your business is running without you. And it really is a business. It's not a self-employed job by having teams. So how do you hire the best talent? How do you lead them and empower them with grace and ease? So that's the future work that I'm bringing forward right now. So I think there's another book coming. I've already got two chapters carved out because I wrote too much (laughs) for the first book. So I held back two chapters that are more oriented around leadership language. So I'm going to have to pull that out and blow the dust off that next year. Speaking of the high pitch, my voice just went high for no reason. I want to say that's amazing. And it just (laughs) So now you have the awareness of the difference that it creates when you have a high pitch or you have a deeper tone. And the first point of change, obviously, Nisa, is awareness. If you don't even know that it's something that comes across differently for different people, you can't change it in something you don't know about because you're unconscious of it. So when we when we think about coaching and the work I do is is you know working with women entrepreneurs to help them teach them to flourish in business by using more confident conversations by having more sales mastery in particular and and that expansion from CEO in uh, from solopreneur into CEO is about leading others so learning to be direct learning to be friendly but you're not their friend at some point you may have to make a termination decision if it's not working out so there's some things that we've i've learned having led a team of 13 um, and worked in in eight different startups four different countries 30 30 years in business i'm older than i look um there's some things that I brought forward in the book um but there will be more in the next version now i'm committing on Meaning on camera, there's going to be another book. <laughs> well, that kind of leads into several, a c- couple, two of my other questions. One was, um, you were kind enough to offer a gift to our audience. Do you mind telling us about that? Well, since we booked this interview a little while ago, um, I think that the best gift is actually, if you go onto my website, the, um, the current gift is actually an assessment. So it's how to... Um, make the move and know if you're ready to move up from solopreneur to CEO. It's a 10 point assessment. And that pops up when you go to the primary page on my website. I think there's even a tab for it saying free gift as well. Um, And if you enroll in that, you'll also be given the opportunity to join the Women and Wisdom VIP community. And there's lots of gifts that come through that. One of which is a chapter, a download in a PDF of chapter eight of the book. And that's the chapter when the words are even required. So reach out, pick up the assessment if you're a woman in business. And also um, then you'll be access, uh, able to access the free gift as well, which is chapter eight. Great. Uh, and where can people find you and your book? Besides your website, where else can people find you and where can they find your book? So um, the book is listed on my website. Um, it's also listed on Amazon. Um, I saw it. it's also now through uh, Barnes and Noble. The audio version is available on All Sound. 
Um, and I can make sure you have the link for that separately. So you can put that in the show notes, maybe. Oh, yeah, of course. Um, so Sound, A-W-E-S-O-U-N-D. And uh, Words, Women and Wisdom, the audiobook version, many hours, but you can break it up. You can listen, you know, half an hour at a time because it is the full book in my lilting English accent. I read it myself. So I hope you enjoy listening to that because I really felt that I was the one who could put the emphasis on the things I felt the most important as in telling stories that help embed the wisdom that's being shared in the book. Makes the most sense for an audiobook that you have the right voice to um, portray. So I am also on uh, Facebook, LinkedIn and Twitter. Those are my three preferred platforms. Um, I'm on Instagram, but not a lot right now. Again, that might change next year. So best place is probably LinkedIn. Look me up, Yvonne E.L. Silver. And um, I'm happy to connect with you there. Great. And you also mentioned that you've done a few events. Do you have any events coming up soon? So I have another um, Conscious CEO uh, Masterclass, excuse me, which is coming up. And that one is coming up in January. Starting the year off with the bank. (laughs) So it's January 13th. Mm-hmm. at 10 a.m. in the morning. So I'm not sure when this uh, interview will air, hopefully before then. Yeah. Um, if not, the next events are always posted on my website, yvonnesilber.com, under the um, events tab. That's oh, great. Well, thank you, Yvonne, for joining me. It was lovely getting to meet you and talking to you about your book. I wish you continued success with everything that you do. And uh, thank you, everyone, for joining me, and see you next time on Bookish. Bye for now. Thank you so much, Nisa. Thank you. Bye for now.